starting a new topic under our series wellspring of wisdom we just ended we just ended the wise man's ladder to the top and tonight we want to look at the subject vision the wise man's pathway to the future vision the wise man's pathway to the future everything god created move forward everything god made has the capacity to travel forward bears fly forward even mosquitoes fly forward and uh almost everything man made is also forward man also commit learn from god and everything man did also go forward your cars are driven forward your airplanes are flown forward so everything god did moves forward and everything man also created moves forward human beings walk forward if you see your dogs walking backwards you start speaking in tongues isn't it you think some demons just came in so life was designed to be a forward moving journey so life is a journey forward my mission my calling tonight is to teach you how you can move forward so if you have stagnated over a period of time you have not moved forward over a period of time you haven't made significant progress in your life like the way you want it this message is for you oh you didn't hear me well this message is for you so let's get ready and let's begin our journey are you ready first let's look at some introductory statement on your screen right now you will see you you will see you and you see two keywords one is performance and the other is potential now performance is who you are now who you are now performance is who you are now performance is when you go home and you look at yourself in the mirror it is who you are now it is what you have been able to achieve now what you have been able to do now how you are faring in life now some people are faring very poor some people are faring very um some people are faring very poor some people are faring poor some people is fair some people is good some people is very good some people is excellent okay so performance is who you are now the second word is the word potential potential is who you can become but has not yet become who what you can do but i've not yet done what you can achieve but have not yet achieved what where you can go but you have not yet gone now i want to show you something now most of us get discouraged in life we are so discouraged in life because our focus is on our performance okay our focus is on our performance not our potential but tonight i want to move you from focusing on your performance to focus on your potential what you can become but have not yet become what you can do but has not yet done and i'll be trying to show you this 
based basically from the Bible, and I'll show you God's original intention for you. Now, it's important for you to understand that when you read the Bible, and the Bible says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, um, most women like that scripture, uh, especially when they stand in the mirror and they look at themselves. And they look at themselves, they look nice. Ah, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I have heard mommy do that. I heard mommy stand in the mirror and look at herself and she's looking so nice and say, ah, honey, this scripture is for women. Women are fearfully and wonderfully made. But you see, I look beyond that because man is a three-dimensional being. Man is a body, man is a soul, and man is a spirit. And when you are fearfully and wonderfully made, your focus cannot be just on the body, but especially your focus should be on the soul. Now, inside your soul, God packed something called talents or gifts. Okay? Inside your soul, God packed talents and gifts. And some of you, the thing that God has packed in the inside of you, you have just used about 10% of it. And yet, you, have, you are discouraged. But you see, when you go deep down inside you, you know you can do better than what you are doing. Because you have just used 10% of what God has placed in the inside of you. No human being was created to be a failure. No human being was created to be a failure. You feel failed because you haven't utilized your giftings yet. All your abilities that are inside you, you haven't utilized it yet. Now, when I finish this series, I'll start a new series called Mass Pro. Now, Mass Pro is the maximum productivity series. And I'll be showing you how to live a very productive life and how to die empty. That if you decide to die today, you must die so empty that everything God placed in you to make, to impact your generation, you would have used all. Are you here? And I prophesy that upon you. And I wish that upon you. So by the time I finish with this series, well, I finish with this particular tonight, what I'm going to share tonight, my aim is to, is to trigger something in you to wish to do more and to wish to move on. I'm also here to encourage you that don't look at who you are now and get discouraged. Look at what you can become, who you can become. Don't look at where you are now. Look at where you can go. Are you here? Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So we want, we want to go back and look at what God has for us today. Now, look at these scriptures. Now I'll show you why I spoke about the potentials and the performance. Look at these scriptures. Jeremiah chapter 29 and the verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Plans to give you hope and a future. God has no plans for your past. The only plan God has for you is your future. Are you here? So if you spend your time and waste all your time thinking about your past and the mistakes you have done, and allow your past to hold you back, you, you, will not, you, you, you will not be helping your life. 
God has a plan for you, but the plan is a, is a future plan. That is why you must focus on. Let the pain of the past go. Let the difficulties of the past go. Let the challenges of the past go. Everybody has been hurt before. Let it go. Let the pain go. Stop being bitter and start getting better. Are, are you here? You have failed before, and so what? Many people have failed. In fact, in most cases, you are not the one who failed. It's the project that failed. It is that thing you wanted to do that failed. No human being fails. It is something you want to do that failed. It was a business that failed. But not you. You are too powerful to fail. You have been designed for success. You have been, you have been, you have been wired to become successful. That is why you can lift yourself from the valley to the mountain top. Without the help of anyone. Because whatever, every help you need is the inside of you. Are you here? Am I teaching you something? Am I teaching you something? Because I'm taking you, we are on a journey. I'm going to show you something. Now, this future God has for you, sometimes it reveals itself in your potential. Because whatever God has created you to become or to do, he gave you the tools to be able to do it. It's already in the inside of you. Whatever I've been able to do already existed in me. Pleasant Place Church existed in me when I was born. Once I was in my mother's womb, it was already programmed and placed in the inside of me. Accra Business School was already placed in the inside of me. My, my children were already in my loins. All I had to do was to transfer them into mommy's womb. Are you here? Sometimes you ask yourself, hey, so if I had not married mommy, would I have given birth to the same children? They may not have looked the same way, but they will still carry whatever God placed in me to transfer into them. Are you here? They might not facially, bodily, because it would have been another woman. You, you get it? And they would, have, they would not have been very nice like the way they are. You know? Because mommy is a very nice girl. So the combination produces nice children. You see? But if I had married any other woman, Kevin would have looked like this. Mommy said, well, like this. Nana, like this. Tetebia, like this. You get it? And all of them are straight because the woman are married. But, but the most important thing is not how they look. It is what they have in the east and what they carry. And you are a carrier of something that must impart your generation. God will not create you for an assignment without tools. God will not plan for you and forget, will not plan for your future and forget the things you can use to cause the future to manifest. Now, God has a future for you but do you know the future God has for you? He says, I know the plans I have for you. But do you know the plans God has for you? You see, that's what the problem is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my brother-in-law said, any of them, no. My brother-in-law who lives across me but does not visit me. I say, any of them, no. I don't say any of them, no. So the problem is that God knows the plans he has for you. But you don't know the plans God has for you. So the plan will be passing and you let it go. Oh yeah, 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 I was part of the plans 
for mommy's future, God's plan for mommy's future, when mommy saw me, mommy knew that this is a plan. This is part of God's plan for my future. I've told you about me and mommy's story. How I met mommy in the Bible school office. She has, she, I went on missions. So within the two weeks I was away on mission, mommy had come to the Bible school. And the secretary of the Bible school was mommy's friend when they were in the same church. So I just came to report myself. And when I entered there, mommy was sitting down there. And then I just, I just knew I'd marry her. Oh, I was, I was, I was, I was 21. So I was 21. By 24, I was marrying her. So we left Bible school when I was 22. I didn't see her again. Two years later, we met. I was marrying her. And everybody who told me, oh, Charlie, these girls are nice girls in your church. Choose one. My spiritual father, I learned marriage from my spiritual father. She, he always wanted people to marry early. So in our church, there was like pressure on me. Like the way I teach this um, bachelor's year. So even though I was a small boy, I was around 22, 23, you, there, there was still a lot of pressure on me. Oh, Titi Ofe must marry. Every, every sermon he preaches, marriage will come in, I'll be the example. So when I saw mommy, I said, yeah. But after we separate, we left Bible school, people were like, actually, very, very, look at these nice girls. This. But I said, no, no, there's a girl I met in Bible school. Her name is Olivia. I didn't even know that at the time, Olivia means the anointed. I said, she's the one I will marry. I know. I didn't know how I was going to meet her. But I had actually proposed to her in Bible school and she had refused it. Oh yeah, and she has refused it. But I saw first she's the one I will marry. Irrespective of the refuser, I knew that this is my plan. This is part of the plan. The plan for my future, this is part of it. Oh, in fact, if we see a building plan, eh, and there's supposed to be a, a, a four meter square, oh, a four meter square is too big. Maybe two meter square or three meter square pillar. You see? And you decide to reduce the pillar to one meter square, and then and the pillar's height is supposed to be is supposed to be like ten feet or one meter high, and then one pillar is one and a half meter square and two meter, and then something small is left on it, and the other one is one point nine meter, and the other one is something meter. You see, by the time you finish here, eh, the house is like this or this, because you didn't build according to the plan. And in fact, most, most people, eh, your life is like this. You are not straight. You are not straightforward. You are not moving straight forward. Because you don't know the plan. So, because you don't know the plan, because there is no plan on your life, you just build anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your prayer tonight is that, Father, show me your plan for my life. Now, the plan of God for your life is revealed in something we call your potential. You see, what you cannot do will never occur to you. I said, in secondary school, form four, when I was a poor boy and I was poverty personified, my nickname was Chancellor because I said I will build a university. I will have a university. It was my potential. I was speaking based on my potential. I'm telling you, I was speaking based on my potential. You see, there are three types of mind, minds here small minds. Okay, let, let me not even prepare. I'll come there. I'll come there. I'll come and teach you. So I want to lay the foundation. So that is, that is what we call God's plan for your future. And every plan that God 
has for your future is already in the inside of you. It expresses itself in the form of a potential. So if God's plan for your future is for you to become a professor, he's a professor of engineering, he has already put that in the inside of you. Whatever can make you a professor of engineering is already in the inside of you. If God's plan for you is for you to become a marketing guru, a top CEO, or a president, like when I say I'll be president, people will be just be laughing. But I'm speaking my potential. It's already in the inside of me. No, I don't love politics the way I love it for nothing. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't joke with the things you love. I said you love somebody's wife. Joke with it. Please, let it. Let it be a joke. Or somebody's husband. Joke with it. Let it be a joke. <laughs> hey, hey, if you love somebody's wife, I said let it be a joke. If you love alcohol, let it be a joke. If you love gossiping, let it be a joke. But anything positive you love, anything positive you're excited about, it's, it's, it's a communication about, about your future. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You that like this, he lost football. You should have been a top star footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have been like a Debayo. Do you call him a Debayo, eh? Uh, so his nickname here is Adebayo. Adebayo. So, so for me, eh, even if he, he doesn't play football, he should manage footballers. Because that passion must not be wasted. See the way he loves football and the way he loves the sound. No, he didn't learn sound engineering. It just he's spoiling my sermon, spoiling my sermon sound. Now he's become a top sound engineer. See, see the way the sound is good now. He just sit down there and then tell it like this, and my sermon will do, and then I'll say praise the Lord. The sermon, the, it come out of the speaker, Hallelujah. You see, with a queen, 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 queen. Now you look at the sound. Look at the sound. So, so he he must be aiming at. Is it part of God's plan for me to have a studio to produce? Top gospel artists. Top gospel. You see, you must know what excites you. It's a clue to why God created you. So know it, discover it, and live it. But how do you know it? How do you know these things? And I'm going to show you something. You see, you see, Proverbs 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, do you know that the Hebrew word the Hebrew word translated here, vision, is the word kauzan. Kauzan is like Chinese. Kauzan is like tongues. Eh? Now it means divine communication. Divine communication. So, so what it means is that God communicates to you your future. Because vision is a reflection of your future. How to do with the future. And God divinely communicates to you your future. That is why you must build a very strong relationship with God. I've already said it here. The more you know God, the more you know you. Because you were created in his image. Are you here? Because you were created in his image. So, so whatever God wants you to become, is already deposited in the inside of you. And sometimes God will reveal it to you and speak to you. Now, the same word, which is divine communication, 
also means mentally sighted. Something that you use your mind's eye to see. So God enlightens your eye of understanding and you begin to see what you can become in the future. You begin to see where you can go in the future. So, so that's why in management they say vision is your desired future image. Your desired future image. Even the people in the world, they know that, they know that you can, you can imagine your desired future image with, with the, your mindset. You can see the next 20 years where you can become. So, are you here with me? That's what you call vision. What do you want to become? When we were in primary school, eh, class four, I was asked what I wanted to become. I said I want to be a pastor and a teacher. And today I am. Anytime I walk into a lecture hall, I feel, hey, what I said in class four, I'll, I'll become. When I walk into the pulpit, what I said when I was in class four, I become. One of my mates in class four was asked, what do you want to become? He said, we'll carry human excreta. At that time, at that time, there were no many water closets and all those things. Only few people had it. When Rollins did his school, if you have even two toilets in your house, you are, you are in trouble. Everybody must have one. And the rest of us, you must either do it on the public toilet or have something they carry on their head. Most of, most people, most of you didn't see it. It's common in Adabraka, where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. It's still there. It's still there. Oh, but I'm the president of the Republic of Adabraka. How's it going? No, no, there are no toilets in the house. So either use the public toilet or the ones that you do in the house. Somebody goes to carry it. This boy in Kumasi said he wants to be that. I haven't met him, but now that's why he does. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, so you see, when you are closer to God, when you are, I've loved God since I was a child. And when you are closer to God, he reveals his plans to you. His plans about you, to you. Are you here? His plans about you, to you. So vision is divine communication to you about your future. It is the image God shows you what you can become, who you can become, what you can achieve, but has not yet done, has not yet achieved. Are you here? And that is why, that is why who you are today must not discourage you if you know who you can become tomorrow. That's why where you are today must not be a border if you know where you are going tomorrow. I've never had depression or anxiety or loneliness before in my life. No, 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 no. I'm always looking at the future. When mommy and I were living in an uncompleted buildings, uncompleted buildings here, my mind was living in some of the finest houses on the Sprinters Road. My body was lying where there were cockroaches and, and um, rats and all those things. I never felt them. Oh, I never felt them. But my mind was living in the future. If you go to Accra tomorrow morning, the central business district, you can find two young women selling eggs. One will be selling eggs, singing. Oh, this is my egg. If we take one, she's so excited selling it. And the one will be standing there selling egg. Yes, eggs. You see, the one who is so dejected, annoyed, cannot see the future. But the one who is selling, is just saying that I'm just passing through here. This egg selling is leading me to own a pottery farm. And the person can see a pottery farm. So whilst you are in a car, pitying her, she was asking, what makes her happy? You are standing in this sun, 
selling egg. And all these eggs you are selling, by the time you finish selling all, what you will make is 20 cities. Why will 20 cities profit take you? Why is she so excited? She's carrying eggs, but she's seeing, seeing a poultry farm. Are, are you here? Those carrying eggs and don't see anything. I say, oh, Erade. Is that, is that the end of my life? Is that how I will end my life? You are discouraged because you are focused on your performance and not on your potential. Can I move on from here? So you have understanding of what vision is. Now, now. So I said life is a journey into the future. The only way to get there is through vision. So this is what wise people do. Can we go to the last slide? So I want to show you how the wise how the wise go into the future and create the future. How they see the future, create the future, and live it. Because I know that there's somebody sitting here, there's somebody sitting here listening to me. In the next 10 years, you will impact the whole world. And that's why I brought this sermon. Ah, only a few people heard it. I said, in the next 10 years, you will impact the whole world. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Say the loudest amen. So this sermon is for only one person. And that's why God brought me. I just to share with you. Let me show that one person how to get to the future. God has sent me here to show you how to get to the future that he has for you. Okay. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I'll let them put it on the church platform. So don't write everything. Just look at it. And then go back to Facebook and make your notes from there. But I want you to listen to me. I'm going on the stage to show you something. The first, you see, your journey into the future begins with what I call envision. Envision. Ecclesiastes 2.14 The wise man's eyes are in his head. The wise man's eyes are in his head. Listen. The foolish eyes are in his front of his face. But the wise man's eyes are in his head. I don't look at you with his eyes. I look at you with the eyes in my head. And I see your potential. I see where you can be. I see where you can go. I see what you can do. I see what you can become. I don't look at myself with these eyes. The, the eyesight is so limited, it will make you feel discouraged. But the mind's eye ha, can go very far. That's why you must always pray that God should enlighten your eye of understanding. You know what it means by the eye of understanding? It means that your mind has an eye. Your mind has an eye. And if you pray consistently, God continues to open that, that your mind's eye. It is only God that can continue to open it. So you ask God to uh, enlighten your eyes of understanding. Are you here with me? Do you understand? There is nothing I have done or I have achieved that I did not see it. I saw it coming. So nothing surprises me. The more I pray, the more God opens my eyes to see. So that's what somebody said. I was praying and I saw a vision. And in the vision, I was doing this and doing that and doing that. Sometimes when you are spiritual, you don't even have to pray because you have been praying. And sometimes it's in the middle of an office work. That God answers that prayer by opening your mind to see something. Now, what you see in your mind does not fail. Because as a man thinketh, so he see. 
you eventually become what you allow to occupy your mind. Are you here? If you are seeing that next year you will die, that is not God revealing to you. It is you. It is something, it's some fear revealing that thing to you. And next year you will die. Because you will eventually allow, you, you will eventually become what you allow to occupy your mind. That's why you must choose who you listen to. Choose what you watch. Choose what you read. Because those are the channels by which things enter into your mind. That's why when I say teaching service, don't miss it. Holy God, because I will teach you the things that will enlighten your eye of understanding, your mind of understanding. I'm telling you, this is enlightening your mind of understanding. That's my call. I've been called to enlighten your mind of understanding, your eye of understanding. <laughs> Can I move on? So, so the journey to the future begins with envisioning. Envisioning. But that is the easiest one. To sit down and see where you want to go the next 10 years. So, so let me tell you, small minds can only see five years from today. Medium minds can see 10 years from today. But mega minds, mega minds and big minds huh, can see like 20 years from today. Where you want to be, where you want to. Ah. There's one man of God in this country. He's built everything. And has built his cemetery. And has built his mortuary. And has told them that if I die, I should be buried here. And this is the fridge they should put me inside. He's, he's planned that. He's planned where he should be buried. He has seen like 50 years ahead. He has seen and he has seen when he will die. And where he wants to be buried. See, there are most of you, if, if you hear that, oh, daddy has built a cemetery. See how the man wants us to die. Why has a man gone to build a cemetery? It's because I'm seeing when I will die, how I will die, and where I want to be buried. I was telling my sister-in-law, mommy's big sister yesterday, something in my spirit I will do. And I was just telling her how I'm going to do it. So I'm planning where, where I'm going to spend after 60, and how I want to spend after 60. Because I can see ahead. If everybody around, around you understands you, eh, you are not a visionary yet. Because you are so much futuristic, so much futuristic, and you talk about your potential, they will think you are too known. But you are not. You are telling them what you see. You become a prophet. You see, you are the best prophet of your life. Are you here? Me, I'm not looking at what the devil is planning for my life. God has a plan to give me hope and a future. Plans not to harm me. So if God has a plan not to harm me, who who can harm me? One hour prayer, you spend 45 minutes binding Satan. And 15 minutes. Why will God talk to you? So, envision. But from envisioning to move forward. You see, you can never live here. There are many people who have seen their future, but they haven't gone anywhere. They have seen 10 years, but they are still in the first month. And they haven't gone anywhere. Because from envisioning, you go to provisioning. 
Philippians 4.19. And my God shall supply all your need. And I want to tell you something. Listen. Listen. Let me tell you this. Every vision needs provision. How to mobilize resources for your vision is one of the most important things. You must learn how to do it. And I'll show you the very simple way to do it. First, I want to warn all of you. I want to warn of you, never start pursuing your vision with a loan. Let me give you a very simple analysis. I'll show you something. Very simple analysis. Say, your chair is not good, eh? Let them change it for you. Please change her chair for her, eh? I'm a visionary. I can even see those whose chairs are not good. <laughs> Whilst I'm standing here. I should have made the prophecy, isn't it? Whom we as a sister, we must have been an artist, no? Obe bofom, obe bofom. Monsieur, bonfa kuyana monfese. Eh, ampa. And then they will hold it and say, Hey, ampa, odifuo, odifuo. Shekomaye. You are the best prophet of to yourself. If you are closer to God, every plan of God for your life, you will see it. <laughs> So you see, all this thing is to help you draw closer to God. So what you need? Some people have big visions. And they don't know what, how, how they can get there. They don't know how they can get there. And, and I don't have a helper. I don't have a helper. But we were a group of poor pastors. One of our friends, that was his language. Oh, me, I don't have a helper. I don't have a helper. He is still poor. All of us have moved on. He is still poor. One day I'm going to have a program on um, Facebook called Social Tetty Affair. And I'll bring my friends I grew up with. I'll be talking about our childhood. I'm, go- I'm going to bring only those who have made it and have gotten to because I don't want to bring anybody to come and discourage you. Say, I've served God, sir. I haven't seen anything. Charlie, you guys, where did you pass? Oh, Charlie, I'm still waiting for God to help me. Oh, I'm still waiting for God to help me. The help of God has passed long ago. God, has- are you here? So I want to show you these things. I'm saying that don't ever begin pursuing your vision with a loan. Especially crazy loans. Now, do you know that? Do you know that? If you go and take 100 cities loan, okay, and the loan, and in most cases, because you don't have what it takes for a bank to give you a loan, you go to savings and loans companies, and they'll be charging you like 10% a month. So immediately you go for that loan, what it means is that every month, out of the 100 CDs, you must make a profit that you can take 10 CDs to pay your loan. That's only the interest. And if they spread it for, say, 10 months for you, example, you must also pay the principal, which is how much? 10 CDs. So out of the 100 CDs, in a month, you must make a profit. You must make a minimum of 120 you, you get it? My money more 120. And that alone pays for your loan. Means you are not paying yourself. You are not paying your workers. You are not paying electricity. You are not paying anything. So that you can still keep. Because remember that that 100 is a loan. Once you start chopping it, you are finished. Now let's say you have to pay yourself 5 CDs. So you need 25 CDs. Which is 25%. Of the money you have borrowed. Say you have to pay 
electricity, something, all the other expenses add to it, becomes 30 CDs. So it means that what you need is 30% of the loan you are going to collect. Every man to be able to survive. Anything less than 30%, you will touch the 100 CDs. And so you are no longer working with 100 CDs. To be able to start paying them, if you go and get a loan of 100 CDs, and then now your working capital has reduced to 90 CDs, you will not be able to raise the money and pay. But most of you will not take it into consideration. Oh, by faith, God will help us. By faith, if you can believe God for a loan, you must believe God for funds. But if you can believe God to repay a loan, then you can believe God for God to finance you. But if you have a business that is making enough profit, loan is sometimes the best way to go. I'm not asking, I'm not advocating against loan, but I'm telling you that don't start this thing. Wait. Okay, number two. Know that God says that and my God shall supply all your needs. Please know that God is not interested in your greed. He's interested in your need. So, Sometimes, eh, some of the things we ask God to give us is greed. He doesn't meet your greed. He, meets, he doesn't supply your greed. He supplies your need. Some of us are struggling here. Because what we are asking God to give us, we haven't reached there. We are not asking him to meet our need. We are asking him to supply our greed. Oh, I used to pray some time ago for people. Who come to me, Daddy? Look at my age. I don't have a house. I don't have a car. I don't have this. Look at my age. Then I will say, let's fast next week. Then I'll fast for the person. Then I'll pray for the person. Then I'll ask the person to come and meet me. I'll pray for you. Not only one person, several people. Then one day God said, Why are you allowing people to drive you into fasting based on their greed? The person who is telling you, look at my age, I don't have a hazard. Have you asked the person, from the day you were born up to this age, what have you done with your life? What have you done with your life? You think, you think houses come because you pray? Or cars come because you pray? You are a prayer warrior. If I go and find out, most prayer warriors are poor people. But there are people who are called prayer warriors. Who are called prayer warriors. There are others who have called themselves as prayer warriors because they are frustrated. Not every prayer, some prayer we see it, you the pastor, you think this one is frustration. This one is frustration. This one, is he talking to God or he's complaining? This song to watch you cry. Now, you see, there are some tears, eh? You have had an encounter with God, and the tears are coming. Okay, and there are some tears. You see that the person is crying, frustration. I'm not saying you can't pour your frustration before the Lord, though, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be solved immediately. God has principles. I'm going to show you. Listen, listen. A group of young men came to me, eh? 
Okay, so let, okay, let me begin. Let, let me begin. So four ways that God can use to supply your needs. Four ways. Number one, family. I'm telling you, number one, family. Now, immediately you see your future and now you need provision. You have a vision, you envision, and now you need provision for it. The first group of people you must look for is that within my family, within my family, who can help me? Within my family, who can help me? But there are some people in some people that their family members will never help them because they never help anybody in the family. They never even they will not attend any family gathering. That when they need help, they show up. I have some relatives in Accra who don't know me as an uncle. They go to church somewhere and then when they have need, early morning and they come early, like my relatives, as if they all have the same strategy. They come very early. Sometimes, by the time I finish prayer, I got I come now. They say, Oh, somebody has been here since 5:30 a.m. He's been sitting outside. He say he's your brothers, cousins, aunties, brothers, sisters, junior, brother, cousin. He has come to see you. The person at 5:30. So you are compelled to see the person. The person comes, uncle, uncle Tete, Uncle Tete. Uncle Tete, aye we jana o pap o a jana o wo o nina na o wo we jana o nwa na o wo menina. Inti mi no ya ya cousins ya busiya ba akon busiya krona na 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 mi sharan za mi si ah inti mi onye bi se ena mi rebrace Uncle Tete mi hiamwa. I don't know how to say this in English. Oh, so I have a brother like this and I'm suffering. Uncle today, I need help. The first thing I asked, where do you go to church? They don't mention some church. I said, have you spoken to your pastor? Uncle today, in our church, they don't help. That's what I am. In our church, they don't help. I said, well, in my church, too, we don't help strangers. There are many people who are there to be. Hey, that's why I've come to you as a, as a brother. As a brother. I say, yeah, but you know you have a brother in Accra, I have a church, and you are worshipping elsewhere. You are worshipping elsewhere. And you are coming here because you have a need. And most of them, eh, you know, they want me to meet their needs according to my riches. Oh, one lady came. So, she was crying. She was crying. She wants to go and sell a bathroom sandals. Shalewate. She wants to go and take a certain, they say they have a bill you take. And that sets you up. That's how much you need. And then she mentioned the figure. I knew she was lying. So I let her go. I said, come next week. Then I got my, uh, somebody to check the listing. He has like double or triple the figure. I said, you need help and you are duping me too. You need help and you are duping me. I said, go and come back in one month's time. I'll get the money for you. But this is the money I'll get for you. Do you know the one month? She never showed up in my church. Never came to Pleasant Place Church for one month. She was going to another church. You have my family member. And then shows up. On the one month, the day that the, the time has reached for her to collect the money, she came to church on Sunday. Then after church, started following me to the house. I said, you know, so I'm giving you because I love Jesus, because I'm a good Christian. But not because you're a relative. 
and haven't seen her. So see, family like this. My own brother's daughter, my brother's daughter, I mean, my brother, my, we are, I have only, I have other brothers, but one mother, one father, we are only two. Her daughter was in Ghana here. She's no longer here. And she was in, she, she was in Accra. She was attending another church. Once in a while, she passes around to visit our church. And she came one day that she was going to have a wedding. And she was having a pleasant place church. My uncle's church. I told the guy, my uncle has a church. I said, hey, but you're not a member of the church. I said, you see this building, Accra Business School, it belongs to me. So as an uncle, I can host your wedding there. I have a conference room. I can host your wedding there. I said, I'm not even going to announce the wedding in church. Because I'm a member of the church. I'm not going to waste my time and stand in the pulpit and announce the wedding. But I will invite people in the church on my own that my daughter is marrying so they should come. So that they can come. And so if you remember, I did a wedding in a conference room at the top there. When she finished, I said, my house is there. Come and do whatever you want to do. You're my daughter, my senior brother's daughter. Come and do whatever you want to do. But you see, the thing is that if you want even family to help you, you must be responsible. Don't have a sense of entitlement. That because you have some relative who is good, and many people who are struggling financially feel that there are some people in their family who are wicked. And know why they define wickedness? Because they do not feed their greed. Or feed their irresponsibility. So number one, family. And that is why you must respect people in the family who have become successful. That's why you must help people in the family who are already successful to become more successful so that when the time comes for you to have need, they can help you. Okay? Okay. Now number two. Another group of people who can really help you are friends. Are friends. Sometimes, sometimes you look through and you realize that there is nobody in the family who can help you. Your family, the richest person has a bicycle. So nobody can help you from the family. But have you built friends that can help you? The first money I got to run my first training was given to me by a friend on loan. I paid the person back after one month. The first money. Sometimes it's not only money you need. You just need a space. Sometimes you need a space. You need in front of some shop to sell oranges in order for you to get to your future. And a friend will just say, oh, come and perch here, come and perch here. And then you, in the future, it's quite challenging. The way I started it, a friend allowed me to just start selling oranges because I knew I was going to export, export fruits. But I started by selling orange in some compound, some small place. Some of you don't build strategic friendship. Do you know, do you know what, what gets me surprised? When I see young people who are preparing to get married and other people are marrying in the church and they don't get involved. They even come to church late on the wedding day. But when I stand here, I see things. So I look at them entering. I say, look, you, you, you want to marry. You are next online for marriage. And look at the time you are coming to church on somebody's wedding day. The church sees it. I always tell people that when you're going to do something and I have to stand here to, to introduce you and I have to struggle to describe, describe you. Oh, somebody's father is dead. People are calling, visiting. You're in the church. You don't care. But do you know that in this church alone, in this church alone, there are enough people 
that can assist you find provision for your vision. But who do you know? Who do you serve? Who do you relate with? Who is your friend? Nobody. Nobody even knows what you do. You are the I walk alone person. When I came to Sprinter's Road, and the inauguration of the Sprinter's Road, it was a pastor friend who brought his instruments and other things. Um, um, Reverend Amuasare, ICGC, Zoe Temple. Then he was in some village, some rural community in Accra. He brought chairs and brought his people and oh, he, he really helped me. But on the inauguration of the church, somebody pledged that time one million Ghana cities. Like one million cities. It's hundred Ghana cities. That time. But the person gave me five checks. Five checks. 2020, 2020. But I, I needed money immediately to buy some things for the church to go on. The same friend took the checks and gave me the money. Like I will go every month to cash it. So at the starting of the present place church, friends even helped me more than family. When we got a place, we got a place to rent. It was then 1,400 for five years. It was a land. But it was called 14 million. For this thing. Mommy used to sell some things. So I took the money from her and we paid like 600, 700. We were level 700, 7 million. It was friends. I just remember, okay, this friend is here. A friend of mine is here. A friend of mine is here. A friend of mine is here. By the time I went all through all my friends, I've gotten the money, rented a place. Then now we have to do um, a structure, wooden structure with this thing. I, I was just driving on the Sprinters Road and saw a friend of mine in the church. We're all counselors. We're all counselors in the church. He had a block factory. I stopped the car. Reverse crew. Hey, brother, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey, Charlie. What are you doing here? Tell I'm starting the church. I need blocks. Oh, how many blocks do you need? 600 blocks. Oh, Let the boys come and take it tomorrow. I'll do it for you. No problems. I said, but I'll pay you small, small, small. I said, brother, what are friends for? What are friends for? Look at mommy. I'll do it for you. But a friend that created me the first 600 blocks to lay the foundation, to lay, to do the dwarf work. I don't think I even finished praying. He himself, when he came for first trench, second trench, third trench, Saw the way I was struggling. He said, brother, the rest, I'm so in it. I'm so in it. I'm so in it, brother. I'm so in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, I've had friends who had medical conditions. And their wives would call me. Your brother is dying. I said, I won't allow my brother to die. Why is he? I paid thousands of dollars. I just piped the money. Friends, oh. But they would do it for me. They would do it for me. They would just call it. If you want to do this, I have this money lying down. I'm not using it for anything. Come and take it. Use it when you finish. Bring it. And I make sure when I finish, I'll take it to them. I'll take the money back. So I have a network of friends. Sometimes it's not only money. Ideas. Skills. When I started at crap business school, I couldn't employ professors. My friends that have traveled out and when they want to do PhDs and other things, who came in to help? They'll call me, oh no, don't do this like this. Do it this way. No, 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 no. Don't do it this way. I'm teaching the church, I'm teaching the school, university in London. This is the way it's done. This is the way it's done. I'm not a pure academician. I'm a trainer. Now I want to have a university. With the skills of friends that helped me. So stop isolating yourself. This, this world, there's no island anywhere. Go on any place called an island. Group of people live there. 
You can't succeed in isolation. So be very careful. Now, so, so, friends, uh, family, friends, and then for finance, your own savings. Your own savings. Do you know the worst thing that can ever happen to you is to conclude that you earn too little to save. You earn too little to save. No, 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 no. From the time my salary could buy till you got, I learned how to save. Listen, I don't spend on my wants, so I spend on my needs. Because if you spend on your wants, by the time you have a need, your money is gone. So I have the safest attitude. My accountant will tell you, I don't spend until I know. You see, I don't, I don't just sit there and say, that, okay, Andy, this month will get this amount of money. So let's start spending the letter that comes in. Anything can happen. All the money might not come in. I said, don't touch the money there. Oh, then if we have money, we can don't touch it. Leave it. Oh, then if we can do it, don't touch it. Leave it. Let it be there. Then when I'm settled, and I can ask, okay, this is what we have. Let's now see where this can go and where this can go and where this can go. So from your own finance. And sometimes, yeah, that's why if a bank will give you money, if you are going for a loan from a bank, they let you finance. Oh, I want the money to buy a house. They will tell you that raise 20%. Because they want to see your ability to save. So I can't get the 20%. You are finished. They won't give you. In, you want loan to buy a house and you don't have 20% of that money, then why are you thinking about buying a house? Go and rent some kiosk. Are you, are you here? You are thinking of yourself more highly than you ought to. Because they expect you to have a certain savings. A cousin of mine came to ask me for uh, help to rent a house. He had been chasing me for one month. Finally, when I was ready to talk to him, he just came in. So, <laughs> Bishop, I need uh, uh, you to support me for my rent. Support me with something small for my rent. So I said, how much are you paying? He said, 7000 I said, how much do you have? He said, 1000 I also said, okay, take 1000 Then his face changed. He said, oh, oh, oh Bishop, 1000 I said, but you, who is going to live in the house? You are paying 1000 Me, who is supporting you to live there? You want me to pay the 6000 left? Brother, thousand, thousand. <laughs> ah. and, and sometimes uh, some people have come to me for help. And I have not. They have come to me and you need 10,000 to go and do something. How much do you have? I don't have anything, but anything you give me. I said, no, what I'll give you, what I'll give you will be a drop in the ocean. I will not be able to. You want 10,000. Hey. How much do you have? What do you have in your house? So the first sign that you are committed to your vision is you yourself. You yourself. And squeezing water from stone. Then we know you are committed to your vision. Listen, people don't give because, like people like me, I don't give based on sympathy. I give, I give based on the spirit leading me and based on principles. So if you come and sit beside before me and start crying, what do you even eat is a problem. What to even where to even what to even wear is a problem. Where to even sleep is a problem. Why why is everything around you a problem and you are not solving one? Just solve one of them, and I'll be encouraged that if I start the other one, you'll be encouraged to solve the other one, or else the problem will still be there. 
one are you solving? Show me what you are solving. And I'll show you what I can solve out of it. Where to sleep is a problem. What to wear is a problem. What to eat is a problem. Once you start telling me that, there are too many problems. I don't even know which one to solve. And one of the things you must, you must understand is that when you go to somebody to go and seek for help, note that you are not the only person who is seeking for help. You are in a queue. People were there before you came. That if we are reopening school within the next 24 hours, and I thought I'll get the money, but I haven't got that, can you please help me? Before you came, there were already a pile of school fees bills on my table. But one, one, one time when mommy and I started uh, TCIS, and my children were going to school in other schools. Then I paid people school fees, and I forgot I have not paid my children's school fees. Until the school wrote to me a, a warning, demand notice. So when you come with a school fees, you cannot come and say 24 hours I need it. In most cases, how much do you have for your school fees? Not to know, nothing. I said, so if I pay this term, the rest, what, what will you do? If I pay this semester, how will you survive the rest? That the God will do it. If God will do it, then leave me. Go and let God do it. <laughs> so show commitment and be patient. This is a long journey. Okay. Now, the fourth sources where God will use to meet your need are fathers. People who are your mentors. Okay. So a group of young people came to me from a conference I spoke at. They just came. And they said they had a brilliant idea. In the brilliant idea, there were three guys who had just finished school and they want to build websites for companies. Very intelligent guys. I saw one of the websites they have done. Very intelligent guys. So they wanted me to help finance them. I said, okay, so how much do you need? Guess what? They wanted $20,000. And I should give to them as loan. So what are you going to the twenty thousand dollars to do? So they've got some three bedroom house, some three bedroom house, and uh, they are going to use the hall for an office. Then the three of them will have each room to sleep in, and then they want to buy a small car so that they can go around and get this thing. So they want me to borrow them twenty thousand dollars. I look at them. I said. So, are you people homeless? No. So, you live at, you have a place where you stay? Yes. So, you're not homeless? Okay. Would, would Trump Trump reject you if you sit inside? No. So, I said, so why do you, why is that you don't have the money? And you want to start the business by buying a car, renting an office? I said, for the first three years of Accra Business School, they were called affiliate. Mommy and I didn't have an office. And I really didn't even go for an office. Well, I didn't even have the money. I just sat down did my calculation on how much we were earning. I said, once I get an office, the electricity bill will come in. Uh, rubbish bill will come in. They will, or the office, they will just bring you different, different bills that you have not planned for. They will say that the cleaning, cleaner's bill, I had to find a secretary. I had to find, I calculated all and how much I was earning. I said, no, not ready for an office now. Do you know how I was doing? I was training snakes. I was training Yoko, then there used to be serious fraud office. I was training insurance companies. I was training big, big, big companies. And do you know where I was meeting their heads of training? You call me and say, okay, we want to meet you. We want to come to your office to come and meet you and see whether, uh, whether you can develop training and trade and this thing. I said, oh, I'll be at Fiesta Hoya. Then Fiesta Hoya was the finest hotel. 
I'll be at Fiesta Royale around 9 a.m. If you don't mind, let's, let's talk over breakfast. They said, no problems. Sometimes I'll go to Fiesta Royale and I have meetings. So I'll put somebody on breakfast. i put somebody on lunch. i put somebody on dinner. So I'll go there the whole day and sit there. What's working? If somebody comes, we have breakfast meeting, we deal, and we sign deals there. We sign deals there. Then the next person comes in the afternoon. The next person comes in the evening. And I come home. In the long run, it was cheaper than having an office. But I know what people were saying. Was going around and telling that dirty affair guy. He's a big guy. When you even want to have a meeting with him, he will take you for a breakfast. He will take you for a breakfast. Do you, you know when I started getting office, eh? I was so I was growing so rapidly. I rented an office for two years. By one year, I'd, I'd grown the office. I rented another office for one year. Rana Plaza is of an office there. I rented for one year, paid big money. By six months, I've had grown there. I moved out and rented somebody's house, whole house, for two years, eh? Two years. By the time the two years expired. And the person was coming to show because I had developed the thing, the house, nice. And the landlord came around like three months the expiry date. It was has changed the contract and was going to be difficult because he knew the investment I have made there. What I didn't know was that I moved to another big place already. I started saying that there is this amount of money and our agreement. We agreed that you can't take anything out. I didn't even look at it. I didn't even agree. I just signed it. You can't take anything that you are built out. I said, I was thinking about the cost of breaking the additional buildings I did. If you like it, take it. Bye-bye. I left. I rented a place for two years. By the first year, I bought it. So you see, I get into things because I can finance it. So I was telling them, and right now you need to $1,000. You are building websites. Website, do you actually need an office to build it. All of you can put yourself in one bedroom and start doing it there. You don't need to have an office. My first conference, I did it without a telephone number. Because I didn't have a telephone. Yeah. And yet, it became successful. Sharing letters. We shared letters. And the hotel, I went to rent for three days. I begged them that I want to have a desk there so we can use their telephone number. I put somebody there. And they allowed me Went to churches sharing letters. And I did my first conference. First conference. So you cannot just go to people. You cannot just sit down and say, Daddy has money. Let me just go and chop some. And do something and go there. Some people think that I'm that about. When they see me on TV. What they don't know is that I grew up in Adaraka. <laughs> so they tell me stories. And when you're telling me, I already know what you're telling me is a boy story. This one is story. So I told them, what is? I showed them, I showed them a plan, rewrote their plan for them. I said, you don't, you don't need a capital. What you need is to do one website free for one big man. And I, I meant me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are coming to collect 20,000 from me. And when you're even coming, you didn't do a, a present place website to just come and give it to me and say, oh, we are dashing it to you. I said, just do one big one, this man's website, and add it to your CV and say that your company's profile, and say that we are responsible for Bishop Titi Affairs, school, church, this thing, this thing. And from there, people will just start coming in. How much will it cost you to 
build a website using your distance. Because you build a website with soft skills, which you already have. It's not like you're not going to town to go and buy raw materials to come and build it. No, no, do you buy raw materials to build it? Unless maybe you are buying templates and then the hosting distance. Wait, wait, wait. Come on. Why you came to me for you looking for 20,000? So that's how we fail to provide for our vision. You need to plan ahead. You need to work hard for it. Okay. Number three is division. 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 Now, if you succeed in providing, your vision has moved to the next level. At one point, you will see, I started Accra Business School as Africa with mommy and myself, and then Charles came in. Charles was, my, actually, my first employee was my brother-in-law, who left when I paid him. The first time he got money, he left. <laughs> he went to spend the money and came back. I said, hey, brother-in-law, I love your sister, but it's not the same love for you. Where were you two weeks ago? So I went here and this happened. I said, Oh, you are dismissed. You are sad. You are not working with me again. Mommy came so honey. It's my brother. I said, No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a principle. If I don't follow it, we'll be there. But we started. So I didn't start by employing people. Some of you start wanting, you want to employ this one, you want to employ this one, you want to employ this one. You get to a place where now you have to, you need people. So it's called division. Exodus 18.25 And Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads over the people. Rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. You see? So there comes to a time where you, right now, craft business school, I don't have control over it. I don't have control of things that goes on. So I'll be walking in the, com- on the, in the, in the facility and I'll see somebody. I say, are you, are you a student? He says, oh, no, I'm a lecturer. And somebody has employed a lecturer. I don't know anything about it. Because formerly I was the one employing everybody. But now it has grown bigger. So other people will have to do other things. So I can be walking around and see somebody. Who are you? I'm a security man. Security? Well, yesterday I saw somebody on the compound who was wearing jersey. I said, Who are you? He said, I'm a security man. Security man in jersey. Are you a footballer? I'm wearing security clothes. You have been employed. First, I would do that. But now we have become big. And my time is going to come. A time will come where I will just influence just 1% of Accra Business School. It's also so with church. Now I meet people. So I said, Sunday, I'm going to announce that if you meet me in town and you come and say, Bishop, if we are a pleasantite, say I'm a pleasantite. Because I speak at different places. So I meet people who come around and say, Oh, Bishop. Praise the Lord. I don't know whether to ask you, are you a member of the church? Because if I ask you and you're a member of the church already, you feel, you feel that you are not known. You are not celebrated. I should, I should have known. So I, so I don't want to take that risk. So I, I, you, you pretend to greet me. I also pretend to greet you. Hey! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So you are good. Your family is well. Everybody is fine. And then you leave. Then you go, and then I wave you, and then you go, and then I also. You, you understand? So time is going to come that even this church, I'll lose control. I'll not know people. I'll just be there. I'll see. Maybe now this, I'm seeing instrumentalists. Why are they? The Judah will come to me, Daddy. See, you see the guy playing the bass, and the guy, uh-huh, we have to pay them. I said, Jude, 
Where are they from? Oh, Baba, you know, we have to play two keyboards and we have to play this. We have to play. This. I'll complain. I will talk. But then I sit down and say, okay. No. By the time will come, by the time will come, I will see somebody with ginger hair on my stage leading the choir. Who is this person? How did he get here? Who brought the ginger person? <laughs> Sprayed hair. The person will still be here. <laughs> he is in the choir. When did he join the choir? Oh, he has been in the choir for six months. And I haven't seen the person. Oh, because he has been singing at the back. This one is singing the solo. <laughs> then the person will come. Abba, Abba, Abba. <laughs> so, so, listen. If your vision does not aggrow you, you are going nowhere. It must aggrow you. Whatever you do, every business you do, and when it's outgrowing you, allow it. Allow it and be happy that it's outgrowing you. I can imagine when we open um, what is now Knowledge Mall. It used to be Christ Square. We gave Christ Square to this place. So it's now Knowledge Mall. When we officially open the Knowledge Mall and all the contracts we are signing with other investors come into play, I'm going to have departments with head of the heads of departments who are professors, who know the work more than me. Sometimes to even go to a department, I have to ask them permission. Can I come and pay a visit to your department? Okay, Bishop, you wait. We'll just let you know when. Maybe if you tell me that, but you are still making the money for me, I won't fight you for a position where you are making money for me. Bishop, you can't come to this department without sending a letter. Before you come, you must write a letter to us that you are coming to the department. I'll check your accounts. If you are making me millions, why should I fight you over writing a letter? I'll go to my office. I'll say, Charles, write a letter for that guy. Let me go and visit them. I will say, hey, this is for me. What do you mean? But if you're making losses, you lose your responsibility. You can't tell me that. I'll tell you, how about them? Oh, 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 oh me cow mommy instructions. How can you be causing losses and start giving instructions? I won't allow that to happen. Are you here with me? So your vision at one point must outgrow you. But once it starts outgrowing you, you must now improve on your leadership abilities. When you start employing people, when you start employing people, you must improve on your leadership abilities. See, something called supervision. Supervision. Look, Psalm 78, verse 72. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart and with skillful hands. He led them. Two things you need to become an effective supervisor. One, integrity of heart. And two, skillful hands. First, the people must, the people who are serving under you must look at you as a man of integrity. Somebody we can commit our future, we can commit our destiny to without doubting that he will fail us one day. That's how most people who follow you. And I mean, I'm, I'm talking about even just selling watches and having somebody washing your dishes for you. The person who is washing your dishes must trust you that you are a valuable person. You are a person of integrity. And that if I wash these dishes and wash these dishes, one day I'll be the one selling the watching. And then you must have skillful hands. The people must look at you and be awed. They say, how did you make this happen? Sometimes, my, when my brother-in-law, the, the one the Lord has called home, when he used to work for me, he said, just sit down and say, you come to my office. Say, so daddy, how do you make these things happen? And I said, I'll start with my, this thing. That come to me. How, how did we get here? How do we make this happen? It's a sense of honest. It's a sense of wisdom and skills that you have that will keep people around you. Who will, who will sit in a car that the driver is drunk? 
or the driver is inexperienced. The only person who drives me across the nation that I sleep in the car is Judah. Any other person, I'm driving with you. <laughs> Some of her mommy feels I don't drive well. He feels I'm too busy. So when I'm driving, mommy sitting by me. There's a car ahead of you. Break. <laughs> I said, my dear, I've seen the car. So you think that if we were not in this car, I would have crashed. He said, you are too busy. Me, I know that as you are driving, your mind is busy. But Judah is driving as mommy is on the phone. Mommy's on the phone. Because, you see, skills settles you. It makes you have a sense of confidence. That's why you don't even have to marry a man without skills. You have no future. A man must have a skill he's selling. And then, when you have done all these things, the last version is revision. There comes a time where you dream another dream. I have revised a lot, though. Genesis 37, verse 9. Then he dreamed, he, then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers. I have dreamed dreams, so We used to be African Center for Leadership and Human Resource Development. And then we became so it was affiliate. And then we became Pan-African Institute for Governance and Leadership Studies. And then we became graduate school. Oh, no, no. We started with Strategic HR Services Limited. Then from there, we became African Center for Leadership and Human Resource Development. And then from there, we became Pan-African Institute of Governance and Leadership Studies. And then from there, we became Graduate School of Governance and Leadership And from there, we became Armand Institute. And from there, we became Accra Business School. We can become something again. And he's saying that now. That's the end. That's the end. But we can become something again. Now this, I've been thinking about some things. But you see, it's, it's me dreaming another dream. Sometimes, you know, hey, Bishop, you are changing the names too much. And the people are telling me I'm changing the names too much. I'm looking at them and say, why change the winning strategy? If I have enough players and I am rotating the team, like we are doing with Chelsea, which Liverpool cannot do, or Manchester United cannot do, or Arsenal cannot do, what you are rotating your team and you are still winning. So why would somebody come to you and say, keep the same players, keep the same players when you are rotating the team? Well, I'm telling you, we are playing Champions League, we are playing FA Cup, we are still FA Cup, we are playing the league, at least we'll be second. So with all these things, we, need, we have enough players where we can rotate. Some people, eh, the same players. If they are playing Bofoka, the same players. If they are playing Real Madrid, the same players. You know why? Because their skills are limited. So I tell people around me, don't, don't be afraid. I mean, we are rotating players and we are still moving forward. If tomorrow we have to change the grad business school back to graduate school of governance and leadership, I'll do it now. What, 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 what will change? Are, are you here with me? So don't be afraid to dream another dream. Never. Don't be so sentimental about names and dreams. And this name, eh, this name, I love it. I love it. A name that is not giving you any business. It's not giving you anything. You see, the name of a vision must be self-explanatory. If we hear Accra Business School, you know what you do. It will, it will take a fool to come and say, Accra Business School, what do you do? I'll be, I'll be surprised. But if I go and name my school, of course, if I name it the Tio Fair Center, I have to explain what the Tio Fair Center does. 
And people can say, what do you do at first center? What do you do? So the name itself must be self-explanatory. Let me tell you this. There is so much in you that you have not yet utilized. The wealthiest places on earth is not at the gold mines, is not at the um, um, oil fields. No, 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 no. The wealthiest place on earth is in the inside of you. Remember the Lord thy God, for it is He who gave you the ability to produce wealth. And this ability is connected to your future. It is what shows you the future. What displays the future to you is what gives you a vision. And from today, rise up into that future and go to that future. There is a future hope for you. There is a bright future ahead of you. And I prophesy that upon you and I speak that into manifestation into your life. In the name of Jesus, the son of the 